stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, the tension between Canada and China is not dissipating does not appear to be dissipating anytime soon uh, and and arguably is uh, even more heightened today than it was yesterday. And it's getting somewhat surreal. This is an actual development in this situation. China has issued a travel advisory for Canada, warning its citizens to fully evaluate risks and exercise caution when traveling there. That is what China is saying about Canada. It does seem rather absurd. It is a response, however, to Canada heightening its travel advisory for China and concern about what could happen to Canadian nationals in China. Now, this comes on the heels of the news we learned yesterday that a Canadian, Robert Schellenberg, who had been convicted of drug smuggling in China, sentenced to 15 years in jail, that now suddenly a Chinese court has imposed a death sentence for Schellenberg which again appears to be China applying pressure to Canada, all of this in retaliation for December's arrest of Meng Wanzhou, the uh, chief financial officer of Huawei Technologies. So today, Foreign Affairs Minister Chrystia Freeland uh, announcing that they have formally requested clemency for Schellenberg. So we have already spoken with China's ambassador to Canada uh, and requested clemency. Uh, Canada's position when it comes to the death penalty is consistent and of very long standing. Uh, As Canadians know, we do not have the death penalty in Canada. We believe it is inhumane and inappropriate, and wherever the death penalty is considered uh, with regard to a Canadian, we speak out against it, and indeed with regard to others. And that is what we are doing here. I would also like to say, uh, with the case of Mr. Schellenberg, it's important for us to remember that we're talking about a human being, about a person. Uh, I spoke yesterday with Mr. Schellenberg's father, uh, and it was a very emotional conversation for him, as people might imagine. And I'd like to say to him, to the Schellenberg family, and I I think I speak for all Canadians, uh, that we really understand uh, how difficult the situation is. And and I think uh, the Schellenberg family has our country's sympathy. All right, so that was the Foreign Affairs Minister, our Foreign Affairs Minister, a spokesperson for the Chinese Foreign Ministry, however. Uh, An illustration of the tension that remains, quote, we urge the Canadian side to respect the rule of law, respect China's legal sovereignty, correct its mistakes and stop making irresponsible remarks. So what do we make of all of this? Joining us uh, for some thoughts and analysis is Charles Burton, a a senior consultant on Chinese affairs to uh, agencies of the government of Canada, former Canadian diplomat in Beijing himself. Uh, Mr. Burton, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Hi, Rob. So what do you make of all of this? I mean, how much of this is, is for show? How much of this is, is genuine anger on the Chinese side? Well, I mean, uh, certainly the Chinese are desperate to get Ms. Meng Wanzhou, the CFO of the Huawei company, uh, out of uh, Canadian um, arrest and back to Beijing. Um, they definitely do not want her to be um, sent to the United States to face uh, serious charges of fraud. 
as the United States has requested, that we extradite her. And, and I think the reason being that they are very concerned that once Ms. Mung is in U.S. custody, that she may be induced uh, to get leniency for her sentence, which could amount to life in prison. It's very serious charges have been raised against her. That she might provide information about the connection between the Huawei company and China's security and intelligence apparatus, which would be very much the disadvantage of China. So, you, you know, these kinds of things that China is doing, um, including the highly irregular change of the uh, status of Mr. Schellenberg from a 15-year sentence to to capital punishment, uh, I think indicates a degree of desperation on the part of the Chinese government. And, of course, this will have very negative impact on China's interests in Canada, such as their, you know, desire to to um, uh, have an extradition treaty or or their desire to to get um, involved in in infrastructure to get oil sands oil to tidewater or their desire for their state firms to be able to acquire Canadian uh, natural resources firms. So you know the the fact that they're prepared to sacrifice all that. Um, simply to try and pressure our government to release Ms. Meng suggests that, that the arrest of Ms. Meng is very, very significant for them. Of course, they completely don't understand that now that Ms. Meng's case is in the Canadian judicial uh, system, that there is no possibility of our prime minister being able to telephone a judge or somebody and have the order against her changed. Our system just will not allow for that. Does that suggest that we have some leverage over China in all of this? Well, I mean, you know, we don't really have much leverage over China at the best of times. Um, we don't offer anything to China that they can't obtain elsewhere in terms of commodities or natural resources. I mean, obviously, Canada's a much more desirable supplier of oil than most of the countries that supply oil to, Canada, uh, to China because we're, um, you know, stable democracy based on the rule of law but um but you know we're 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 a minor global player uh, in today's complicated world and to the chinese government um if canadian relations go badly wrong um you know so be it if 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 that means that they can avoid the 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 situation of the senior person from huawei ending up in the clutches of us justice so how do we get out of this? Is there a way out of this where both sides can can save face? Well, I mean, you know, if if it turns out that Ms. Meng, with excellent legal uh, assistance, is able to successfully fight the extradition order, um, and then we allow her to return to Beijing, that would, in fact, reduce tensions considerably. Or, indeed, if she's eventually sent to the United States and is no longer on Canadian soil, that also takes us out of the picture, and I imagine that all sorts of things would rapidly resolve under those circumstances. But both of those eventualities could be a very long time off, and in the meantime, we've got the possibility that Mr. Schellenberg will, in fact, be executed by a bullet to the back of his head, and, of course, we know that, that Michael Spavor and Michael Kovrick are in a black jail, an extrajudicial incarceration facility at an unknown location, being brutally interrogated by the Ministry of State Security under very harsh conditions. And so, you know, from that point of view, I think a lot of Canadians really feel that 
that this is uh, an unacceptable situation and the Chinese ambassador to Canada is not helping the situation along by making specious comments such as our government is a supporting of white supremacy and other things which are quite offensive to our, our political system which is based on you know equal rights for all Canadians regardless of ethnic origin. Right. I mean, you know, rhetoric is one thing, but as you say, uh, you know, if, if harm is being inflicted upon Canadians or if a Canadian is executed, there's no one doing any of that. And, and we can't stand at, idly by, right, with without pushing back on that. We have to stand up for, for Canadians. So how do we do that? Well, there are a number of things that we could do to express our deep displeasure. I mean, we could declare the ambassador persona non grata based on, on what he said, but that would result in the Chinese retaliating by expelling our ambassador to Beijing. Um, I think that we should tighten up on the agents of the Chinese Ministry of State Security operating in Canada, uh, engaged in activities such as harassing Canadians of Chinese origin, which is pretty well uh, established. And I think there are other things we could do. We could re- we could limit visas for um, persons connected at the highest level to the Chinese regime who have significant investment and property in Canada. And we have the Magnitsky List, um, which is a a Canadian parliamentary function that allows us to list the names of persons abroad who are guilty of gross human rights violations and seize their assets in Canada. And certainly the Chinese officials who are complicit in the uh, internment of a million Uyghurs would probably be uh, strong candidates for that list if we adopted the same criteria for Chinese government officials as we've adopted for the officials of other nations who are currently on the Magnitsky list. So, you know, we've got a few uh, options at our disposal. The question is, will any of these things actually um, result in the Chinese government complying with our um, very strong demands that uh, that Mr. Schellenberg should not be executed and that Mr. Spaver and Mr. Kovrick should be subject to some due process of law. In other words, a charge should be laid against them and they should be allowed to mount a defense and we should be able to attend a judicial process at which um, due process of law is applied. Uh, extremely unlikely to happen, incidentally. Uh, in these cases, the Chinese don't allow any kind of uh, knowledge of why they think that people are are guilty of espionage. And I feel that it's extremely unlikely that Kovrig or Spaver are, in fact, spies for Canada and China. How dangerous is it right now for Canadians in China? Would you, for example, uh, even consider stepping foot in, in China right now amid all of this? Well, I think that people like myself, who are former diplomats, to China um, have been advised that it would not be a good idea to to go to China at this time. Um, I'm hoping that that will not sustain for a long time. And I think any anybody who's working in um, NGOs concerned with the rights of ethnic minorities or defending um, the legal process or helping um, um, human rights defending lawyers in China would certainly also be at risk. And business people who might have disputes with their Chinese partners over intellectual property or other violations of their contract could also be subject to judicial process. It just seems that right now is the season to, to get Canadians. And so if any kind of minor thing that in the past might have been tolerated by the Chinese authorities is likely to not be tolerated now and Canadians could suffer quite uh, severe consequences. You know, we have the case of Sarah McIver of Red Deer who... Um, 
had a minor visa dispute where she moved from one school teaching Chinese uh, English to Chinese children to another one, uh, and the Chinese imprisoned her for 10 days and then deported her under normal circumstances. I think the institution that had received Miss McCarver might have been subject to a small fine for not strictly following the visa regulations, but certainly we wouldn't have seen before Miss Mung was arrested um, Miss McCarver being treated in such a harsh manner. Well, if we do extradite her to the United States, does that further inflame the situation or does it perhaps at least maybe shift Chinese focus from, from Canada to the United States? I, I think the latter, Rob. Um, you know, the Chinese are um, making great threats to us about the serious consequences that will accrue if Ms. Meng is, uh, is extradited to the United States. But my feeling is once she's left Canada, um, the Chinese will then get into a mode to try and salvage what's left of our relations and try and somehow or other rebuild trust and reconciliation so that we can proceed in ways that serve at least the two nations' economic interests. That really would be about, you know, our getting our, our oil sands oil uh, to, to Chinese markets. All right, well, we'll see what the days and weeks uh, ahead bring us. Charles Burton, uh, thank you so much for the insight. Appreciate making some time for us here today. Great to speak with you. All right, take care. Uh, Charles Burton, a former Canadian diplomat in Beijing, is a senior consultant on Chinese affairs to agencies of the Government of Canada. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.